Hello and welcome back to our UEA Wellbeing podcast. My name's Rach, I'm one of the wellbeing trainers here at UEA and today I'm joined by Aaron, Amalika and also Rich. Uh, this is a special bonus episode um, for month for Black History Month. So welcome back Aaron, it's good to have you back with us on the podcast and it's first time for Amalika. How are you both doing? You all right? Yeah, good thank you. I'm really happy yeah. to, to be here and, ha and have a chat. Oh, yeah, good to have you. Good to be back. <laughs> Thank you. How are you doing, Rich? You're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for joining us today, guys. Looking forward to having a bit of a chat with you both. So, um, before we start, can you both just um, briefly introduce yourselves and your role at UEA? Sure, I'm happy to go first. I'm Anne Malika, and I'm a student services advisor and part of the wellbeing team, and I support students in humanities. And yeah, I'm Aaron. I'm a second year officer, student officer. Uh, my remit specifically is welfare, community and diversity. So as I said, this bonus episode is on Black History Month and the theme at UEA for this year is focused on mind, body and soul. So today we'll be chatting about what listeners can do to further educate themselves about Black History Month and how they can take action, while also considering how Black History Month relates to wellbeing. Okay, so before we kind of get into it, um, as as you all know, we like to start with it's the little things. So we like to focus on the small things, the small wins from our week that uh, add up to make a big difference. Um, so, uh, guys, what are your little wins from the week? Uh, Amalika, would you like to get us started? What's, what's your little thing for this week? Yeah, it was catching up with a friend I hadn't met for about three, four months. And so, yeah, that, that was really really good because I think at the moment I have a tendency to be a little bit siloed at home so yeah it's a really positive thing for me oh lovely oh, no, no that's really really nice and uh, Aaron how about you yeah for me it was just getting able to being able to play piano this week I have been so busy over the past kind of couple of months especially last two months traveling a lot doing a lot of work bits so it was just nice to sit down in front of piano and just practice my skills again oh I love it man I really like that you've both been able to etch out a little bit of time for yourselves. I know we're all busy at this time of year, so no, really, really positive. Thank you both for sharing. Thank you. So we're going to jump into some questions. We've got some big questions today for you both. Um, and as always, this is really um, the start of the conversation, um, but I'm looking forward to jumping in. So starting off, uh, what is Black History Month for any listeners who may not know? And who is it for, Amalika? Yeah, it's a uh... It's a month that's been designated to promote black history and culture um, and recognition that throughout history there's been a radio silence about the achievements of, of, uh, of black people. Um, so it originally started in America and endorsed by, I think it was Henry Ford in the 70s. So in America it became a, 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 an annual celebration of black history. And that was in February, but it wasn't until 1987 in the UK that Black History Month came to life. And it was through the efforts of, of a Ghanaian a man. You asked who, who is it for? Obviously, I think it's for Black people as a recognition of their place in history, um, to have that sense of belonging, of contribution, of ownership. But I think also it's for other people to kind of recognise the same thing, that black people have contributed particularly to United Kingdom culture in so many ways um, and it's a way of celebrating that and 
maybe starting conversations as well to show curiosity and appreciation about a culture or an experience that's very different from your own. So nicely put, thanks Amalika. Yeah, thanks Amalika, I really like that and I think I, I really like that point about, you know, what it, you know, for 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 us more widely, I guess, why it is important, and it's about, you know, like you said, learning about the contributions and celebrating the achievements of of black people throughout history, and those things that we aren't taught in, you know, in school, and that, you know, like I said, have for so long not been uh, celebrated and shouted about in the same way. So yeah, really, really important. Yeah, I um, think also it's it's to understand that black people are one uh, aren't one homogenous mass. We are diverse and we are in all areas of society and we're contributing to all areas of society as well yeah absolutely um aaron kind of uh adding on to that i guess um i want to ask you a little bit about the importance of of black history month um so what would you say to someone who maybe feels or or asks the question you know why why do we have black history month why why, why do we need this why should it be a thing yeah, thank you for that question. I mean, I guess the question, the answer to the kind of why, why is like, so I'll give you a little example kind of using a story. Growing up, I did not know Black History Month existed. Um, you know, it wasn't something that I was taught about. It wasn't something that existed in my in school systems when I was younger. And so for me, the connotation of Black History back then was very negative. <clears throat> you know, it was focused on slavery, colonialization, Jim Crow era laws, Windrush, things things that you know haven't benefited and actually when I came to university and I started to learn oh this is what black history Month means and this is how I can see myself represented positively through history um that I really came to to love it as a month and I think that's why it's important I think a lot of people you know will grow up not understanding as, as Monica said not understanding the contributions that black people have made to society but also to culture you know a lot of the culture that we experience today a lot of the music a lot of the general terms the trends even even down to yeah exactly what we say is in has been influenced by black people and i think that recognition is that is that key fact again there in this it's the fact that you know young kids growing up now will be able to see themselves recognized through history and see the contributions and actually be able to be proud of themselves and proud of who they are and proud of their heritage which i think is really important because obviously as somebody who comes um from i'm, I'm gone in so it was really nice to hear about you know uh black history Month in the uk being started by Ghanaian. but also as well like that's something i didn't know and now i feel a little bit more proud in my heritage i mean i'm very proud of my heritage as it is but it was just like a really nice thing to hear and see so i think it's just about continuing that and continuing to create a legacy for both us now and and and, and respecting and honoring the legacy of those gone before us who paved the way yeah thanks thanks so much aaron what a beautiful answer um amalika is there anything is there anything that you know comes up for you or anything sure. that you'd want to add to that i think it's important for everybody and for particularly for black people who don't feel that sense of belonging or that sense that they have a place to start to see black heroes, black activism, black writers, black opera singers, people who they recognise, um, who look like them and achieving really, really great things. And 
when we talk about black history, I mean, we, we're constantly making history, aren't we? So we can go from uh, Aquiano, we can talk about Chimamanda, Daisy, um, Ngozi, Adichie. We can talk about a whole host of people who are relevant now. And to keep that live is incredibly important. And it is good to encourage curiosity. So as black people, we have grown up a lot with looking at white culture, absorbing white culture. It, it's part of the fabric of our lives. But now I think it's an opportunity for other cultures to, to be highlighted and to be celebrated. And it does so much good for one spirit to be able to see people represented that you could aspire to, to be like. Yeah, thank you. And I think um, that just really highlights why visibility is so important, highlighting those achievements, um, thinking about black history, but also, as you said, it's ongoing um, what's currently happening as well. And thinking about that sort of celebratory nature um, of Black History Month. Um, and this is really to both of you. Um, how can listeners celebrate Black History Month? How can they find out more information? How can they better educate themselves? and put themselves into that position to take some more action as well. I'll go first then. <laughs> it's, a, it's that awkward phase where you're like, who's going to go first? Um, so I think there's, there's there's multiple answers to that. I think from an education and engagement standpoint, engage with more black literature, engage with more black media. There is so much great content being produced and it, and it's not just music because I think I think most people when you when you think about back culture, back media thing, people think oh music artists. No, there's so many. And like I said, opera singers, there are so many podcasters, there are so many people writing books, there are so many people creating short films. Engage with that content and usually a lot of that content will have an educational aspect to it as well anyway. It'll be teaching you about elements of history that you might not have been aware of. So I would really encourage people to engage with with content. But then also as well, research, do your own research online. You know, there's really great resources. I mean, the Black History Month website, the Black History Month organization website for one is just a great page of resources. And they there is like so much information contained on this. So if you want to find out more about Black History Month and you want to find out a bit more about how you can get involved and things like that. Then from a from a SU angle, obviously you have to <clears throat> promote the SU here. Obviously, we work with you guys, we work with the university, and we put on you know a wide range of events over Black History Month. And it's like these events are for everybody. You know what I mean? These events are not just <clears throat> for one particular group. They might have a different aspect. For instance, you know, we focus, we tend to focus on you know for people who are not black, we focus on more educational and more come and engage and, and experience. And, and be educated from but from a black perspective it's come and enjoy and come and be a part of a culture that you might recognize and come and feel a bit more at home so engage with the events there is a wide range there are going to and um, they cover things like you know you've got your nighttime kind of dancey events you've got your well-being events obviously you've got your history-based informative events you've got like events that are going to be raced around more like sessions like dancing workshops things like that so there's a, there's they're just engage and get involved as much as you can yeah i think also visiting the library might be a a good place to kind of start in a low-key way perhaps read a book by a, a black author if you've never done that before uh, and start to understand about the wide range of incredible resources that are available for you um, to access and i think also because uh, if we talk about if we're talking about well-being and one of the five ways to well-being is to learn 
And it's really to explore your curiosity that if you have a black friend, have a chat. If you want to ask a question, ask the question. Do some research. Google, you know, <laughs> Google can be your friend. Just type in you know, black food, black history, whatever it is. And even if you take away a small slice that moves you further on in your understanding, that's a really important thing for your own well-being. Yeah, that's a really good point. A nice, lovely segue into uh, starting to talk about well-being as well. I'm really because I love that. Um, and what I'm hearing from you both really is that starting with education, really, and that research. And, and as you've both highlighted, it's very easy to do. Um, you know, as you said, Google is very accessible to go on to and find out this information. Um, having the library here with all lots of resources, um, literature that people can engage with as well. So that's certainly what I was my takeaway from that was educate. Yeah, I really like that point you, you both kind of made as well, just about diversifying the voices that you're listening to, whether it's what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're listening to, whatever it might be. I think that's such a simple step that we can all take just by being a bit more conscious of, like, like you said, who are the authors of the books I'm reading? Who, who, you know, what music am I listening to? What films am I watching? Who are they directed by? Whatever it might be, there's really, really simple steps we can take to really diversify that range of voices and listen to more black creators, authors, musicians, entrepreneurs, podcasters, whatever it might be. Yeah, I really like that point. Um, Amalika, you kind of touched on it there a little bit. Um, obviously, we, we like to focus on all our topics around well-being. Um, for you, how does Black History Month kind of relate to well-being generally, I guess? I find it very uplifting um, to have a period of time that's kind of dedicated to exposing a lot of the contributions that black people have made. And it's important to see yourself reflected in people who are achieving. Um, I don't know if many people know um, Maggie Adir and Pocock, who is a space scientist. So uh, little black children who want to go into space, there's your role model. Uh, we have people like uh, Mallory Blackman, who was a poet laureate, uh, you know, another black uh, person. Opera singers, whatever facet of life you think that you're excluded from, actually there's been someone who's blazed a trail for you. So these things are, are accessible and recognising that you you can is so vital for your self-esteem, for understanding your ownership. You know, I, I've heard uh, black students say they don't feel the same a sense of ownership in the uh, of the UEA. Um, and perhaps that can start to change in if we recognise and celebrate people <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. i think that's a really really good point and you know it even makes me think of like you know some of the videos you, you that, that have been kind of like on on social media and stuff recently of like little black girls watching that new uh, little mermaid trailer and i think you know i always think of like that 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 quote i don't know who said it first but it's you know if you can see it then you can be it isn't it and it's all about you know how do i know that i can go and achieve these things if i don't see myself or, or people that look like me doing those things. So yeah, yeah, really, really important. Um, Aaron, how about you? Is there anything you want to add that? I mean, I guess I would first of all, just echo what Anonika said that, that sense of, you know, oh my gosh, I could I could achieve this, I could be this, um, you know, seeing people in those spaces. 
but also for me, I think it's that sense of community, <clears throat> that sense of, I think that sense of belonging, um, especially like, you know, facing the realities of of of, of life and, and where we are currently, you know, UEA is a really great community. It's a very diverse community, mm -hmm. but it's for somebody like myself coming from London, it was almost a bit of a culture shock. I was like, oh my gosh, wow, this is not what I'm used to. So actually having that month where things feel a little bit more like what I would be used to, you know, I make a real big point of like putting the flags up in the hive, for instance, because that's something I used to see all the time. I used to, you know, walk down Dolster Market and there would just be flags like uh, parading along. So for me, it's kind of that sense of, oh, I feel it's making it feel like a little bit more at home and just, yeah, that kind of, I, mm. I feel like I belong here. And then again, you kind of feel that sense of pride, not just for UEA and not just for Norwich, but also just for where you come from, mm -hmm. and 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 you see yourself in these these his historical icons. Yeah, I, I must laud the UEA. Um, I was um, so pleasantly surprised when in the Union there were food from Africa. There was an African food store there, and it wasn't just black people buying the food. It was, I, I think it it felt very very positive. Now, I think we all know the importance of food in different cultures and in Africa, we like to share. So it's really, it was really good to see that celebration. Yeah, thank you. So thinking about um, something you both mentioned there around sort of that sense of belonging, um, have you got any sort of advice or maybe signposting for any black students who are maybe struggling, you know, coming to, U to UEA and struggling with that sense of belonging and ownership and maybe where they can go for some further support? You know, I'll come from it because I know we've got some student support professionals in the building. So I'll come from a more of a, um, uh, a well-being and generalist angle. I think I think the first thing that I can encourage is societies, you know, um, as, as a union, we have so many amazing cultural based societies. We have the Afro-Caribbean Society. We have the East African Society. We have the Natural Hair Society. We have the Zimbabwean Society, the Nigerian Society, the Ghanaian Society, the Kenyan Society, and like the International Society. Like they're just off that. And that's just the ones I can name off the top of my head. I know that there's more. I just, you know, what I mean, it's just off the top off the top of the dome there. And all these societies are, are mini communities within themselves. And it's just a really good idea. Like just if you want to belong, like they will do they'll do events, they'll do food, they'll do like traditional things like dances, games. And it's just a really great way to just get involved and, and, and be with people like, you know, I know ACS, for instance, they have a group chat. So they they all talk about whatever. And it's not like they're talking about specific things, but it's just people talking. And, you know, when you have a common ground and you have that common connection, it just feels nice to have that space. Um, also, and kind of in terms of, you know, getting out there, just throw yourself out there, especially over like, you know, the first semester. There's going to be so many to do something different, try taster events. And I know like as, as, as I always plug the Black History Month, we have such a great calendar of events during Black History Month. Like if you come to it alone, you won't leave alone because you'll find somebody that, you know, you'll just be like, hey, you I like what you're doing with this. You, you're really cool. Can we just like, you know, what I mean, can we connect a little bit. So like that's what I'd really encourage people to do. Just get involved, throw yourself out there, try some societies and just don't be afraid to say hi and just connect. Yeah, I think even outside those safe places where you're with people who you don't have to repeat your story to, you don't have to explain yourself, you just you're you're, you're just being and enjoying. I think outside those spaces that uh, black students also need to recognise that UEA is theirs. They are part of UEA. 
they have paid their fees to be at the UEA. Their voices are very, very important, just as important as any other student. And if they are feeling a bit shaky, there's support available in, in student services. No, it's not necessarily the, uh, as diverse as we, uh, that perhaps students want it to be. But there's lots of work going on about how do we support all our students? How do we recognise that perhaps the experiences of black students might be different from white students? And we then personalise that care, that it's about who you are as an individual. And I know that it's traditionally been quite stigmatised, this, this idea of well-being and mental health in black communities. And, seeking help might be a little bit different. There may be issues around your family's uh, disapproval of or or saying that there's no such thing as mental health problems. It's just you as an individual, you have to manage it. But that's not the case. The support is available um, for students who feel that they, they need to talk to someone. They can do that. But it's a risk, isn't it, that if you, you you take that first step, don't assume that you're not going to get the support that you feel that you need. Test us, you know, come and have a chat. I, I can genuinely say that this is a service that is really embracing of diversity and wants to, we, we're committed to provide services that are fit for purpose for all our students, that it's theirs. Um, I don't, uh, don't know if Aaron's going to talk about if students feel that they've faced discrimination or felt uh, that they have been excluded. They, there's a system that you, you can report this. And please, for other students, it's not just those students who are victims that should come forward, that if you feel or witness anything that you think is a bit demeaning, harassment, you, you, you can report that too, you, you can report it anonymously, but you can be assured of support. And that tool is uh, report and support, isn't mm. it? It is, um, yes. Which people can find on my UEA. And I think if um, anyone listening isn't sure how to take those those first steps, as you said, you can do it anonymously. Of course, if you want um, a follow up from that, it is important that you do put your name in as well. But at that first point of call, you can be anonymous and mm -hmm. or even potentially popping into the CIS, the Student Information Zone, to start to have that conversation. Someone can help direct you to the right place. Or even if you feel more comfortable through, you know, your faculty or through the mm -hmm. SU as well, because we, you know, recognise there can still be those barriers to reaching mm -hmm. out for support or knowing exactly where to go. Yeah, I think it's really important. I think. Um, just to highlight some of some of those things, I think it's really important that when we talk about sense of belonging, it's it's a community thing. It's not just on the onus of one person to to create that sense of belonging. It's on it is on the onus of everybody. You know, it's great if you're throwing yourself out there, but if people are not open to that, and I think and I think that's the important thing. You know, if you're not a black person, allyship is is really key. Um, you know, UEA has some great pieces of content on active bystander allyship. Um, the SU has some other great content on it as well. Read up on it, do the videos, do the training, get yourself involved in that. Um, then also, yeah, in terms of reporting, then yeah. So obviously we have the report and support and it's all, and everything that kind of comes under discrimination is done through our Eradicate Hate banner. So Eradicate Hate is uh, an amazing scheme that was developed by a good friend of mine called Fiona. 
um, who was an ex-student here who unfortunately faced some hard times with discrimination and then her, she invited me and several other students to get involved and create this this project called eradicate hate which is all around decolonization education and discriminate and dealing with discrimination obviously it links directly in with report and support so if you are kind of experiencing that obviously you can use the report and support that i think i would really encourage your student information zone especially on a tuesday tuesdays are life admin day so i will i will be at the sis on tuesdays um so if you want to come and talk to stuff like somebody directly that you feel like a bit more comfortable help my break help my might help break down the barriers um but then also as well engage with eradicate hey i'm going to be updating over the year about like you know tools that we're going to be releasing resources educational points and if you are engaged in maybe a society some or or a group and you realize that there's maybe a bit of a culture that needs to change there you know we offer education we offer training courses and things like that so don't be afraid to engage and, and say come on guys we need to make sure that we're we're making this an environment where people can belong and feel like they can belong and we can only do that by challenging cultures and challenging behaviors Amazing. Yeah, I, I think that's a really, really nice message to take away. And I think, like you say, it's about how what, what what can we all do to help build that community before we before we kind of start to wrap up and finish. Is there any kind of key messages or is there anything that you kind of want to add before we before we finish? Yeah, if I, if I could just add a bit, that would be great. We talked earlier on about Black History Month and its importance. And I think one of the things that concerns me and really is anytime I hear it diminishes me a little bit is when people ask why should there be a Black History Month um, and this is what about white, white History Month but I just wanted to remind people that 12 months of the year every day is white history is, is white history month or white history day so just to have a one month out of that that the focus is elsewhere is a really positive thing absolutely yeah, just, sorry go on that's what yeah, i was saying practice practice radical empathy that's all i say think about you know you're never gonna be able to in the shoes of somebody else but think about what it is and really think about it don't just think about it from a an outside perspective try and try and try and put yourself in that experience and yeah i think on that note as well yes black history month is about you know celebrating and highlighting black people as it always should be but it's still a month for everybody because it, it although it's black history month yes it's for black people it has a different connotation but it is for everybody and i think i would just emphasize that message like if you aren't black and you see an event don't feel like you can't come to it like we want you to come we want you to enjoy we want you to engage with culture and learn you know what i mean like for me especially like i do the music stuff i'm going to be doing a lot of music stuff and that's really important you might find that you actually really like you know some of the african genres apiano things like that afro beats bashment like you might actually really enjoy it so don't be afraid to just kind of get involved yeah, that's a, a really, really lovely message. Thank you, Aaron. Um, okay, okay, so, so before, we, before we wrap up, we've got one last thing to uh, finish with, and that is our well-being gone wrong. So each month we like to ask our guests a time when their well-being has gone wrong, when maybe you've tried something uh, to look after yourself and it hasn't quite worked out the way you wanted it to. Um, so Anne Walika, have you got a well-being gone wrong that you'd like to share? Well, yeah, um, a slightly different angle. Mine is that I, that I have a tendency not to recognise when I need to look after my well-being and ignore those signs that my, my body's telling me, ignoring tiredness and trying to push on. And there have been one or two times I think, OK, I'm going to practice just keeping still and being in a moment and I'm very easily distracted by stuff. 
so it doesn't always work out that you you can access up if you need at that time but you know come back to it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um yeah yeah i think there's probably lots of us that can relate with that you know struggling to you know handle that stillness sometimes isn't it and definitely you know i find myself constantly drifting off and losing attention maybe but you know is there anything that you've learned from that about yourself or anything that you've kind of found useful in terms of helping that practice well i've learned that it's really difficult to be mindful and to keep still and i think the lesson i learned is to keep practicing you know the more that you try and do it the more that it becomes it feels natural and you don't have that voice in your mind talking about other things that you could be doing <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely practice makes progress right it does yeah and i i also think like with with practicing you know we always say to people try and practice the things that you need when you don't need them so in those times when you do you can access it easier but i totally relate to that feeling when you know you need to relax but you're actually feeling quite hyper vigilant so stopping is really difficult uh, one thing i found that's helped me is something called progressive muscle relaxation and um, because you're doing something a little bit active because you're tensing and releasing your muscles so my brain is like ah oh, i'm doing something but the thing that i'm doing is helping me to relax if that makes sense and that really helps my busy mind because i can totally recognize that moment when i'm like i need to sit still but my brain <laughs> wants me to do anything else but but sit still and relax in those moments um so yeah thank you for sharing that um so just as we're finishing up and um, please do uh, check out all the amazing uh, suggestions from Amalika and Aaron and keep an eye out for events relating to Black History Month uh, throughout this month. Uh, and actually our wellbeing theme for this month is connection. And I think that fits in really nicely with, with a lot of the conversations we've been having today and certainly lots of examples of things that are gonna be going on where all students can um, practice uh, connection throughout this month. So check out our episode, um, on that and also on our YouTube channel we're going to release a playlist all about connection as well so some tips for different ways to connect at UEA and you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date with all things wellbeing and events at UEA and we do also share those channels with student life and most importantly do remember you do not need to suffer alone and there are people to support you here at UEA so please reach out um, if you do need support whether that be through your peers uh, the SU your faculty or student services uh, so thank you Anwarika and Aaron uh, so much it's been a really interesting conversation this morning giving me lots to think about personally and take away um, as well so thank you and just for everyone else listening just join us next month for our theme of balance with some discussions around importance of maintaining balance as a student and some guidance on how to achieve this so thanks everyone thank you guys thank, thank you, you.